0: Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to CSGCards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on SportsCollectorsDaily.com. And sponsored by Gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit gemrate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast where we talk TTM, cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. A whole lot more, Drew. I love saying that. We, oh a whole yeah, lot more. My name is Jeff Baker. I am talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts. And the other voice on the other end of the line, his name is Drew Pelto. He is from Arlington, Texas. Hey, Drew. Hey, good to be here as always. Very cool. We are on season five, Drew, episode twenty nine. It is the July twenty second. We're, we're We're on the cusp of the national. Okay. Uh, you guys are listening to the nationally sports tank podcast. We we are here. We've been here for five years. We love doing this. We do two shows a week. We do a show on Wednesday and we do a show on Saturday. This is our Saturday show, which is kind of everything in the kitchen sink, right, Drew? Exactly. Well, Drew is on YouTube. Make sure you follow him on YouTube. He is at DFW Graffer. He has Great videos. Make sure you follow him on uh, YouTube. He is also on Twitter. He will not go on threads. He says, no, I will not do it. Will not go on threads, which is okay. That's yeah. all right. How are we doing on uh, the videos this week?
2: I didn't put one up this week. I'm going to have one coming, though, after this weekend. So I've got some uh, in-person graphing that I'll mention here a little bit later on that I'll be doing. So figure, you know, last week's video would have been kind of short. It would have been like a five, six minute thing. So this I can probably at least get up to like 20 minutes or so.
1: Yeah, this week Drew has decided to do his show via a, a string and a paper cup. So we're, we're gonna, yes. we he said, we don't need the internet. We have a uh, fifteen mile, fifteen hundred mile uh, long string that's mm-hmm. hooked up to my living room and his living room, and we're gonna we're gonna try doing the show
2: that way. All right, guys. This actually isn't my voice either. This is one that I have programmed to make it sound like it is. I'm actually tapping Morse code back in my place here.
1: Yeah, we 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 figured we'd go. We've we've done the t- technology thing, so we figured we'd go old school today, right, Drew? Exactly. <laughs> well, I got a big I got a big weekend planned. I went to I'm going to the Red Sox and Mets today. While you guys are listening to this, I'm actually be at the game, so I'm watching the Red Sox and Mets today on Saturday. Uh, a couple uh, collection wise, I picked up a box of Heritage Blaster at uh, where did I get that at? Walmart, I think we got, I got it the other day at Walmart and I'm down to about, I think I need about 45 cards for the, for the heritage set. Nice. Not, not, not the, you know, not the low, the, the short print ones, but the, whatever the, the, the ones to the one to 400, right? Yeah. I think it's usually 400. One to 400. I I need about 50 cards there. And I I think I need about um, 16 cards for the series two set. So nice. I'm I'm getting there. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pick some up at the national and, and see what I can do. And then after that, I'm gonna go online and finish these babies up. Yeah. I just was at um at, at my 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 secret honey hole. I got yeah. I got I got a store that has tons of cards here in Massachusetts. So I don't want to give out the I don't want to give out location because I don't want people to go run into my store and and getting all the cards. You know. Yep. But I definitely get that. I went in I went in today and. Uh, I was talking to the manager, and he's like, "Yeah, we just, we just, we just put all these up. You, I got, we got. He had, to, he had so many cards there. Drew it was awesome. So I, I picked up four select uh, football blaster boxes. Mm-hmm. Open two of them. Got, I got a uh, uh, uniform. I feel like the guy, one of the wide receivers' uniform card, and I got, I got a bunch of cool cards. I got a, um, uh, uh, Jason Taylor zebra, not Jason Taylor. What's it? The Taylor from uh." The Colts. What's his name? Jason? No, what's the? Not back? Jason. Um
2: Jason Taylor was the Hall of Fame defensive end. Yeah, I'm trying to remember right. who the. Uh, I can't think of the Colts' name now. I know, I know I who have, you're talking about though. I yeah. have a
1: brain. have a brain for it, but I got I got a zebra card. Is nice. I got a zebra. So I got a, I got a lot of. Very happy with it. I, I like select. I'm a big select guy. Yep, yep, and then we're heading to the national on Wednesday. Very excited about that! Also, it's a cool stuff. Uh, gonna hopefully get some, we'll get a ton of autographs and see, see a bunch of old friends and pick up some cards. Really looking forward to it. I also want to remind everyone I have an article in this month's Sports Collector's Digest on our friend Les Wolf, yeah. so make sure you check that out. So, even though we're uh, we've been busy getting ready for the national stuff, a lot of stuff going on, and uh picking up stuff here and there and i know drew you you had a big week as well
2: yeah i did um i want to go back to what you're saying about that card shop there you know we used to have one that sounds a lot like that up in Plano, about 45 minutes from here it used to be the best place they had all their stuff broken down by set by year in order by numbers this whole wall of singles mostly baseball then it gets into your football basketball and hockey as you kind of go around the corner of it there and that used to be my favorite place to go in just you know if i needed to spill in fill in some stuff for a set or look for stuff for to take out graphing I could stock up like crazy there. Well, a couple, maybe about two or three years ago or so, uh, my friend Aaron, who's been on the show, who he would come down and hit that sh- uh, hit that store quite a bit. He said he went in one day and the entire wall was gone. Oh, no. Somebody, somebody came in and said, yeah, I want to buy the entire, all your just random singles like that. I just want to buy you out on that and did so. And now it's like, I have no reason to drive all the way to Plano for this place anymore. Because, I mean... I've got a closer shop that's you know very similar to what it would be without that wall. And it's like, man, that sucks. I mean, that was the easiest way for me to go through and find cards. So yeah, you're probably kind of smart not to give away the location there too much. So well,
1: this this is just a retail store, but um, okay. I don't. A lot of people don't. I don't think a lot of people understand that they sell cards because gotcha. every every right. time I've got in there in the last like month, they've been stocked. Yeah floor to ceiling so i'm like i'm not i don't want to tell everyone where i'm getting my cards from because then then i'll let it out because you i went to i went to uh walmart a couple days ago and they literally had two uh two one blaster of heritage and two um two with the wall you know the the wall hangers and that's it Hmm. not no other cards at all the the cards are gone
2: really quick so this place always has cards and i don't want to give it away <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah had uh, didn't really do a whole ton this week with uh haven't mailed anything out haven't really gotten a whole lot in we'll talk about that a little bit later but trying to get some trades going if i can so first off i mean saturday and sunday i got two games i'm going to so uh if you're listening to this on saturday later on i'm gonna be hitting up the kansas city monarchs at the cleburne railroaders so i'll be out uh graphing at that one. I actually uh, found uh, somebody there at one of the games a couple of weeks ago who watches my videos on YouTube, so that was kind of cool. I was Nice. Do they have the Kansas City Monarchs uniforms from the Negro League? Uh, no, they're different from it, but they've got the same name. I think the hats are kind of similar, if I remember right, okay. but it's been a year since I've seen them now. Uh, Sunday, we're going to be going out and seeing the uh, San, Antonio, uh, San Antonio Missions at the Frisco Rough Riders, double A ball out there, and throughout this week, excuse me, I've been posting up a lot of stuff for trade in the uh, Facebook group uh, Baseball Autograph Traders. It's part of the whole network with uh, Baseball TTM autographs and ballpark graphers. We have got a trade, we've got a trading group there called uh, Baseball Autograph Traders, and I've just been listing everything that I've got from 19, I've gotten through 1964 up to 1995, posting pictures of every card that I'm um, basically anything that I'm willing to trade and you know what I'm looking for and all that. So there's several thousand cards have already been posted up on there, and just hoping that I might get some responses there, people who are interested in trading who might have some stuff that I need. Hopefully I'll be able to fill in some of their set needs. And I may post pictures up on a few other groups out there. I know there is a couple of them dedicated to uh, people who are autographed set collectors. So I might post some of them up on there because I bet that should uh, hopefully maybe help, help some people fill some holes there. Hopefully they can help me as well. Very and cool. I don't know, I might put them on my website or something like that, or just create a uh, Yahoo photos uh, thing for them or something like that. But yeah, so I'm looking to try to make some trades. If anybody's got stuff to help me out, let me know. And uh, yeah, we'll roll through that.
1: I know you got to finish those those
2: uh, heritage sets, right? The heritage set. and the Oh, yeah, that's that's going to be taken for a while. I mean, the heritage minors, I'm at least more than halfway there on. But the heritage majors, hey, major league set, that's going to be rough. But I'm hoping maybe I can make some trades in there. I've got a lot of previous years heritage stuff up for trade. So, uh, yeah, if anybody's got some 2021 heritage for trade, let me know. I mean, I've got uh, got a lot that I'm willing to trade as well. You're gonna have you're gonna have nightmares about those sets. <laughs> yes, yes, I I absolutely am. I mean, I've been working on that that tops total hockey set for twenty years now. And those last five cards on, I find dancing around like kicking me in my sleep, basically. So yeah, no, I know it's it's frustrating, isn't it? Some a set
1: collectors, it's just sometimes is like, why are we doing this? Why do we do this to ourselves? Masochism. That's I all. know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Hey, well, guys, we have a fun show for you today. We, we, we've been uh, going, I don't know, a couple hours, and we uh, on our Saturday show because we we have so much fun stuff to talk about. And I don't, I don't think we have any different this week. We have uh, Scott Hunter, who played quarterback for a bunch of uh, eight. Bunch of teams. He played eight seasons in the NFL. We talked to Scott Hunter. Scott is actually uh, played for the Green Bay Packers and and the Bills and the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And he he signs autographs for the mail. We talked to him about his career and about signing autographs. And then we have Greg Bates. Greg Bates is going to be in collector's corner. And Greg, of course, uh, writes for Sports Collectors Digest. And he is uh, a freelance writer for the Green Bay Packers. We talked to him about the Packers and about what's going on in the hobby and uh, his plans for the Nationals. So the, that is coming up uh, pretty soon. Next week, there will be no show. I'm going to be at the, I'm be at the National. Drew, I'm giving Drew the week off. Drew, hey. Drew, you have the week off. You can All do right. You can do whatever you want. You full pay, of course.
2: Wait. <laughs> does that mean i just have to like yell into the ether ttm cast at yahoo.com
1: yes and well, that, well that's why i sent you the m&m so you didn't you didn't starve oh
2: too. perfect there we go all right did, I, did they didn't they didn't melt did they no, they uh, they melt in your mouth, not in your mailbox. So we're okay, totally good, good so, on
3: those,
2: guys. I, well, I have I don't know
1: what to do with these. My wife g- gave me these TTM cast M and M's with my picture on them and TTM cast uh, on them, and uh, all sorts of cool stuff. And I sent Drew a couple a couple packs just to, to to get rid of them. But I have I have a bunch of them, so I don't know what to do with them. So maybe we'll maybe we'll give them away in the next couple of weeks, right?
2: Yeah, yeah throw them in we'll, some giveaways there. I mean, I've got that uh, Dave Steve card I want to give away here soon. I could chuck one in with those or something. Yeah,
1: when we get back, and then also we have uh, new T-shirts came in. Did the T-shirt fit
2: first? I have not put it on yet, but it looks like it should. I mean, it's a, it's a two X. I made sure to get a size up just to be safe. So it'll okay, be good.
1: so we get new T-shirts. We will give those. We'll give some T-shirts away uh, when we get back from the show. Okay, because I didn't want to give them away this week because I don't.
2: I don't think I'm going to be able to get them out in the mail quick enough. You know. So that, we'll you don't you don't want to go out to the national or you don't want to give them all out before the national and stuff too so
1: right and i'm gonna ha- i will have some at the national so if you see me uh in on the, at the national uh tap me on the shoulder say "Hey, jeff where's my t-shirt and i might have a t-shirt for you so if you see me at the national and you want a t-shirt uh they're, they're kind of cool i think i think uh we did a good job on these ones true um yep. so we get some new ttmcast t-shirts um and then Wednesday we will have a show. This Wednesday, Ezra Levine is coming on. He, of course, is uh, was the CEO of Collectibles.com. He is no longer at Collectibles. He is at um, Mascot. is It's a inventory management software. Uh, that it's free to use, and I want to talk to Ezra about um, his new company. so that that'll be a a great interview that will be on wednesday so we will have you know i'm going to put we'll post it tuesday night right we'll 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 record it on tuesday night and we will post it uh, tuesday night because i will be flying out first thing wednesday morning so we'll have a new show on tuesday but we all have we have have all our
2: regular segments for the show as well we absolutely do of course we have baker's dozen where we cover everything in the collectibles world all the news from the previous week Be interviewing, as you said, Scott Hunter and Greg Bates. Have both of them coming on the show. We'll cover Making the Grade, where we talk about anything related to grading from the previous week. The TTM Cast stamp for approval. Jeff and I give our thumbs up to you never know what it's going to be something, anything, never know that strikes our fancy. It's sometimes a TV show, sometimes it's food, sometimes it's a weird, random, rare sports team like Australian football. You never know what it's going to be. Usually, if you look at us, it's usually. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's yeah we 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 enjoy our food we like sure. our food <laughs> yes we've got the uh the Vern rap minute where we're going to cover deaths in the world of sports celebrity music movies politics anybody that you might consider ttming if they've died we'll try to keep you posted on all of that and of course the main reason why we all are here our ttm returns
1: well guys we have the what the most powerful email in the history of the 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 hobby uh we give away stuff all the time we're going to give away a book this week from ryan Seaver. we'll get we're going to give away that to a lucky winner and uh drew we're going to have stuff given away i'm going to see what i can get at the national hopefully we'll grab some stuff to give away from the national then we will be giving away t-shirts in the next couple weeks and make sure you 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 Jot down our email address, and we'd love to give stuff away. We also love to hear from you. Send us an email. Let us know how we're doing. If you want to be on Collector's Corner, we're always looking for guys to be on Collector's Corner, and you don't have to have a three million dollar collection, right, Drew? If you, if you, if you collect uh, Kellogg's 3D cards, we'll, we love to. We'll talk to you about that. If you collect, I don't know, uh, baseball coins, we'll talk to you about that. We'll talk to you about anything. So, send us an email. Send it. An email to us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. That's keep that email and send us a, a comment. Let us know. We love to hear from Drew's relatives because his his cousins always give us a gives us good review. That's why he keeps uh, he, we keep Drew around because his cousins will will, will will strike. They've already threatened <laughs> to strike if he's not on the show. Absolutely. So so uh please send us an email. All right, guys. Uh Drew, I think we got all our housekeeping out of the way. Out of the way. Done. All right. Time for our first segment, which always is Baker's Dozen.
0: Baker's Dozen, sponsored by sportscollectorsdaily.com.
1: baker's dozen is a new summer what's been going on in the hobby and in the show as well so guys i just want to remind everyone our um sponsor collects they have opened a brand new marketplace we had Ted man on on wednesday to tell us about the new marketplace and they're offering ten dollars guys they're offering you ten dollars to do nothing, all you have to do is send in your name, your your collects name, make sure you sign up from, for collects, send us your the collects name and your email address and they're going to send you a coupon for $10 right uh in your mar, in their marketplace and you can spend it on anything you want. You can you can break it up too. you can get get uh, 10 $1 cards if you want I just got my first card delivered, which is this 1980 Fred Lynn card it just came in I got it for $3 came in the see. mail yesterday so i got that and then i got two um uh brian or cards coming hopefully they'll 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 come in the next couple days so i'll have them for the national but if not it's okay i got yeah. them for like a dollar a piece and, and then so i've got let's see i, I think i have five dollars left to spend cool. so that's that that was my you know you can go and do ten, one ten dollar card but i figured i'd do a couple dollar and two dollar cards and and get a lot get a lot more mail you know exactly might as well so send us your collect's name and your email address. Send it to TTMcast at Yahoo.com. Put $10 coupon or $10 collects in the subject line and then we'll have collects send you the coupon. Drew, you have your you got your coupon, right? Oh yes, I
2: have got it there. Have you started to spend have you spent it yet? Not yet. I'm kind of holding out on it, make sure I get something really good that I really need and everything. So I've been kind of, you know, taking a couple looks here and there. If if something comes to mind, it's like, oh hey, I need to get that. And I check that, see if they have it there. And they haven't yet, but I've got a feeling I'm getting close to something here.
1: Yeah, soon. I'm like a I'm like a four year old. It's you know I I have ten dollars. I have to spend it right away. Yes, spend, spend, Definitely spend, spend, spend. Right I can't I, I don't hold on to it too long. So, <laughs> yep. but I'm having fun with it. So thank you guys. Make sure you get your ten dollars collect coupon. All right, you want to do the drum roll? Drum roll. Brrr. All right, Drew, you can announce the winner of Ryan Seaver's book, it's uh cardboard profit, and the winner of the signed it's a signed uh book his name
2: is Jack Smith of Batesville, Indiana. I think Jack is a big viewer of mine on YouTube and of course you know listen to the podcast here and seen him on Facebook, so big congratulations to him, much deserved on the prize.
1: Yeah, guys, I'm really pleased uh, anytime we do a contest uh, lately. We've just gotten tons of people now. I don't know. I think we got fifteen or twenty entries, which is pretty good for just a a, a book that you know was just. Done. we just talked about it on the episode. We didn't. I didn't promote it on social media or anything like that for the contest. So I'm very happy about you know, fifteen or twenty guys trying to win the book. It's a great book. You can get Ryan Seaver's book. It's called Cardboard Profit. It is available on Amazon. I don't know what it's what it is, but I think it's pretty affordable. Um, and then he saw he. Um, I'm sure he'll sign it for you if you if you do purchase one. So uh, it's a good book. Congratulations, Jack. Thank you for entering, guys. Also, thanks for entering. I know I talked to Ryan this morning and he's dropped Jack's book in the mail today. So Jack should have it in the next couple of days. Drew, sure, we have some new releases. The The card company has been uh, got a lot of new releases this week because of the national prison baseball is out. You get 12 packs of 12 cards with three autos and a uh, box is going for $135. So prison baseball, that is Panini prison baseball uh, going for
2: $135. Panini basketball offering coming out as well. Chronicles NBA for the 22-23 season. Six packs, eight cards per pack. You get two autographs in there. Hobby boxes run $250. This is Mosaic
1: College uh, Draft Picks. I know Drew worked on it. It's a, uh, a Panini product. And I think we might have missed the boat on this because I just checked to see if they were still available. And they, they as as of about an hour ago, they were uh, sold out. But it was an online exclusive. Um, I'm sure you can get it on the secondary market. You get 15 cards and uh, two packs with two autos. Uh, Panini Mosaic College Draft Picks for 2023. Right, Drew?
2: Yes, 2023.
1: Yeah, that was an online exclusive, so I think you have to go to the secondary
2: market to get those. Yep. Uh, we got some soccer stuff coming out from Tops. They got the UEFA Merlin set. Their hobby box uh, is available for pre-order right now. It's due out on August, or, yes, August sixteenth. Two hundred dollars will get one autograph per box. The Merlin set has a one hundred and fifty card base set of some of the top uh, players over in UEFA, the European soccer championships there so make sure you check it out two hundred dollars as we said will be the hobby box price on that up for pre-order now True tops chrome
1: is due out on wednesday next wednesday the first the first day of the national uh you can get three autos in a jumbo box and one auto in a hobby box hobby boxes are going for about 150 dollars. jumbos are going for about 360 dollars. i know um tops had a, a pre-order and this pre-order sold out but uh, I'm sure that you'll be able to find tops uh, Chrome everywhere. That's usually pretty readily available on, on the retail end, especially on Target and um, and on um, Walmart. So they they're due out on Wednesday. I'm hopefully hopefully I can grab a, a box in Chicago, uh, either at the national or maybe try to get Target. I I really like the the Chrome. Are you a big fan of the
2: Chrome? It can be good. I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. They uh, I remember a couple of years ago I just bought a pack and got a. Uh, pink parallel of, uh, what was his name, of Bryce Harper. Nice. Found a Bryce Harper collector online, and he said, hey, yeah, I'm a huge Harper collector. Said, I've got a Francisco Lindor autograph from the same product. He said, this is massively a trade in your favor, which I don't care. I'm a Harper collector. I want to make sure the Lindor card goes to somebody who's a Tribe fan. I pulled off that trade there, so I'm pretty happy with the uh, Chrome products there in uh, baseball just because of stuff like
1: that. Do you you have guys that, and this is kind of off topic, but do you guys have guys that kind of, follow you that that you know when you buy it it doesn't matter what what's release you buy if it's heritage or or tops flagship or or or, i don't
2: know alan Ginter or any of them those guys the guys that seem to follow you around sometimes there are and i've gotten lucky this year because i bought i think it was two blasters of just the top series one and i got two uh Gunnar Henderson rookie cards, one in each box. So it's like that's a guy I would like having me. Hopefully he'll follow me yeah. for a few years there. And stuff I but, have, uh, I have two win junior was another one. I got two inserts of him in those boxes.
1: Nice. I, I have two guys that have been following me around for a couple of years now. Uh Alex Bregman. Yeah. I for some reason I get Alec Bregman, I get his cards, I get his his uh parallels, I get I just get Alex Bregman cards. I don't know why. And uh and Alec Baum from the Phillies. Oh yeah. I get him for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a couple
2: of solid guys to have following you there.
1: So, yeah. Anyway. In fact, yeah. when I, I remember when I was a kid, Don Money was the guy. I used mm-hmm. to get Don Money, like multiples of Don Money every year and every every time I bought a a pack, it's like, oh no, not another Don Money. <laughs> yep.
2: You but know, he's talking about the uh, getting that Chrome box, possibly the National. Don't forget, Tops has that wrapper redemption too. So if you pick up a box of Chrome, you might be able to get some uh, bonus stuff with it there too. So keep that in mind.
1: Yeah, I know. I I saw that and I was going to because I just got I had the um, heritage that I opened. the. I opened the blaster and I go, oh, shit, I should have saved all the wrappers. But <laughs> <laughs> they they actually
2: make you open it there at the time I nowadays, know. So, yeah.
1: But I think I, I, I might do that I because I do want to get a box of chrome. But uh, I don't want to. The thing is, is that, you know, you're going to get it a lot cheaper usually at retail than if you have to buy it through at the show. So
2: I don't that know. That is true. We'll, we'll see. So, we got uh, Panini's got uh, a nice release. Yes, back on topic now. We've got a Panini baseball release from Stars and Stripes, which is the uh, Team USA stuff. They've got usually what the collegiate national team, their U18, U16, U14 guys all in there. So, for autograph collectors, that is a great uh, product right there. That's guys that you can get at minor league games and even on into the majors. A lot of those guys are going to have pretty nice careers ahead of them. $80 for a box sale, you get 23 packs of 20 cards with seven autographs or memorabilia cards in there so great product go and check that one out from panini
1: yeah they had that that they had that hobby box where, where i bought my cards today but i did not get one <laughs> 2023 alan ginger are due out in a few weeks the 24 packs six cards plus one mini and one insert in uh, each pack there'll be a 300 card set plus 50 short prints in the set um, and I know Drew loves Alan Ginter cause you all get all those crazy. So those are coming out in a couple of weeks. I just want to, we don't want to let everyone know about
2: that. Yep. I've uh, got a Panini 2023 NBA black is coming out as well. It's another online exclusive product from Panini. Get five cards in a box there and it'll run you about $500 on that.
1: Well, Drew, that wraps up our, our new releases, but we have some uh, news tidbits to let everyone know about. This one's kind of interesting. Fergie Jenkins, Hall of Fame pitcher. He pitched for a bunch of teams, including the Rangers and the Cubs and the Red Sox. Anyway, did he pitch for anybody else? Phillies? Uh, Phillies. He made his debut there. Yep. Yeah, Phillies. Um, of course, he's a Hall of Famer. He has a new line of cigars. If you're a cigar smoker, their part packaging is kind of interesting, um, and I bet he does some t- type of uh, promotion sometime with some type of autographs or or cards because he always uh, i don't know if you follow him on on twitter drew but he's always giving away autograph cards and and autograph stuff so frank jenkins has a new line of cigars out and i'm sure it'll be available uh in cigar retail outlets across the country
2: so national news for the future we already know of course you know this year's national 2023 gonna be in chicago 2024 we're going to cleveland 2025 will be chicago again nothing yet on 2026 but the three finalist cities have been announced for it and they are either going to be chicago atlanta or atlantic city once again so um
1: <laughs> yeah that's
2: that's probably gonna be announced at the uh, national here itself in uh, the next uh when it happens next week there so chicago atlanta atlantic city are your finalists um Interesting there, because, I mean, Atlantic City, you know, we had our complaints about it there last year, and a lot of collectors did as well, but they're up for consideration again. Chicago being on the list is interesting, because that would be the first time ever that it's been in the same city back-to-back years, back-to-back. because right now they're getting all the odd number years. Now, suddenly, 2026, they could get an even number year along with it. And Atlanta, they were at Atlanta, I want to say, in 1999, perhaps, 98, 99, somewhere around there. And it was one of the least attended nationals ever. I think it was the lowest attended actually of all of them. So interesting that they're giving Atlanta another chance, but probably good. I mean, that's an area that's really been growing quite a bit population wise. And in terms of sports fans, I mean, you've got world series winner a couple of years ago, you've got a uh, great team looking this year. That's potentially headed for another world series right there. So kind of interesting uh, timing there. I just think they will give it another chance. Hopefully, uh, personally, if you, if you ask me, give it to Atlanta, let them have a chance at it.
1: Yeah, Drew, this is nothing like Atlanta at the
2: end of July, beginning of
1: August. You know? <laughs> yeah,
2: that that is true. It's uh, <laughs> it's going to be like putting it here in Arlington, which I mean they have hosted to have been Arlington here before, but last one I think it was like 1990, and I can't imagine uh, them ever putting one here again with the weather being what it
1: is. Yeah, it is hot. It's really hot in Atlanta. Then, so we'll see. I I don't know. I just, uh, you know what? It's almost just like keep it in Chicago every year and let let, let Chicago have it and. Yeah. See, yeah. It seems to work. The the locale is good. There's you know, there's tons of restaurants and things to do around there. Uh it's centrally located. You can everyone, everyone can fly into Chicago. It's yeah. not that expensive. Uh, you know, the hotels are okay. Um it's it, it's almost like Chicago knows how, knows how to
2: knows how to do it. Just do it, keep it in Chicago honestly. Yeah. Might as well. I mean, yeah, like you said, transportation is the biggest, easiest thing there. So why not? I love having it in Cleveland there too. You know, give it to them once in a while just you know to yeah,
3: give over okay. variety
2: but yeah.
1: Even Baltimore is okay, but it's yeah. Baltimore it's eh, Atlantic City. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just I, I, I don't put it in. <laughs> yeah, Atlantic I don't know City you know, you, you you know you you want to do it in New York City, but it's so expensive. Everything's right. just crazy expensive. Um and I don't know, you know, that maybe you pick a, you know, one of the uh the suburban New Yorks and, and do it there but I, I don't know I mean you could do it in Boston but Boston doesn't have the faci- the facilities or the
2: hotel space to keep yeah. everyone happy so um that and I, I know that there they need some like places that don't have really super heavy union restrictions as well for setup and takedown yeah and Boston is very heavily unionized yeah. so uh, that would not surprise me if they can't do it there just because of that
1: yeah so Atlanta is a fine city but it just I think Chicago just doing Chicago that's my, that, that's my vote. Yeah. Well Drew our friends at Heritage Auctions which is HA uh ha.com uh, they have this cool thing I don't know if you've seen this they have a 1951 Bowman uncut sheet. Now it's not the second series with Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle, but it's first series. And, you know, it's a great sheet, a great, a lot of good cards in it. Uh, there, It's in their Platinum Night uh, Catalog auction. It is opening at a $20,000 opening bid. Bidding starts July 28th. Um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that because it does, you know, this, this is something that doesn't come up all, all the time, you know, F- 1951 Bowman uncut sheet. It, it, you know, it's not in mint condition because obviously it's whatever. Uh, you know 50 70 year old sheet but <laughs> it's still a cool item
2: yeah that's i mean yeah i don't think i've even seen any uncut sheets from before like maybe the 80s or so so to see one from the 50s like that that's that'd be just cool to even see
1: yeah i actually got uh this is a while ago i probably the first one of the first nationals i went to i got a 1976 tops uncut sheet oh nice That's in that's in mint condition I I, I I bought when i bought it i put it right in uh Uh, a protector you know a big protector and it's been in there since and i haven't even put it in the wall it's just it's it's
2: never hasn't seen the light of day oh (laughs) yeah keep that thing protected out of the out of the sun for sure
1: it's a nice one it's got it's got p rose in it and i think nolan ryan uh is in it but it's it's really it's a it's a nice uh a nice sheet i I wish i bought more back back in the day because i think i only spent like 30 dollars or something for it when i wanted to buy it you know well, Drew, that wraps up Baker's Dozen for the week. Uh, guys, we had, uh, I, I had the opportunity to talk to Scott Hunter. Scott Hunter uh, played quarterback at Alabama, University of Alabama under Bear Bryant. He also uh, was a, a quarterback in the NFL. He played for the Packers and the uh, Falcons and the um B- buffalo bills he played eight seasons in the, in the nfl and he's uh was a sportscaster after he retired he went and played did sportscasting for like 20 years he's a great signer of autographs through the mail so uh, i got to speak to scott about his time uh, playing with bear Bryant and playing uh against don shuler and playing uh, uh with, with with um Bart Star Bart Star was his teammate and his coach so and we also talk about signing autographs so please enjoy my interview with Scott Hunter
0: the certified collectibles group is playing to win CGC trading cards and CSG are combining into CGC cards solidifying its position as one of the world's largest and most prominent card grading services with the merger collectors get a number of upgrades including the option to submit without a paid membership, a Gem Mint 10 grading scale, a sleek new label, a simplified submission process, and prices you are going to love. Grade all your cards with CGC Cards and visit cgccards.com today.
1: Guys, we have a very special guest today. His name is Scott Hunter. He played quarterback at the University of Alabama. He was drafted in the sixth round of the 1971 draft. By the Green Bay Packers, he went to Alabama where he broke or tied 15 University of Alabama records from 1968 to 1970. He played for the Green Bay Packers, Buffalo Bills, Atlanta Falcons, and Detroit Lions from 1971 to 1979. He is a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, got inducted in 1998. After he retired, he was a sportscaster, and he is a pilot. We're going to talk a little about flying, too, Scott, all right? You bet, well, sure.
3: Welcome to the program, my friend. Glad to be here. A, I'm glad anybody remembers those old statistics. I, You know, it must be nice for you to just
1: hear hear everyone you know, run down your resume and like, wow, I really accomplished a lot in, in my <laughs> sports
3: life. Well, you know, Wikipedia has done a lot for us old former players, you know, now that there's Wikipedia, uh, somebody will tell a kid, you know, you ought to go to Wikipedia and look up, look him up. He, back in the day he was, <laughs> and they do, and they go, wow. <laughs> so give the, it to You Wikipedia. know what, you, you played play quarterback. Do you
1: always um, envision yourself as a quarterback when, when you think of yourself, yeah, I'm a, I was a, I'm a quarterback.
3: Well, I uh, started out, you know, early age, uh, Throwing the football through the proverbial tire swinging from a tree yep. and trying to get good enough to get out of Loosedale, Mississippi. <laughs> and so, consequently, uh, I guess I did because I wound up you know, going to a great high school, playing a great high school football program, Viger High School, and on to Alabama. And of course, on to Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers and the NFL.
1: Do you have a a favorite uh, game at Alabama? Is it the, is the game against Mississippi uh, and and Archie Manning, or is it one of the bowl games you played in, or is there another game that that really uh, is one of your, your favorite games as a collegiate?
3: Well, I'll default to the fans on that. No matter what I say or. or No, 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 no. That's not
1: fair. I'm saying one when you, when you're sitting in, in your, in your easy chair and you, you kind of harken back to like oh remember when we beat auburn or is there really one game that, that kind of brings a smile to your face
3: well let's let's do it like um like neil armstrong told me one time we we're playing golf down here in south alabama a nice course and and uh, i talked to him about staying up with my college group and my girlfriend now wife uh, who's a cheerleader and watching him walk on the moon on tv you know and he you know was an understated guy and he said something that stuck with me for a long time. He said, well, you know, Scott, if it didn't happen on television, it didn't happen. <laughs> so the Ole Miss Alabama game being a nationally televised game in prime time, which was ABC took a chance that people would be interested in watching a college football game in prime time on Saturday night. And, of course, the ratings came back, and the game was a great game. Archie had a fantastic evening and great game we won it by a point point, thirty three, thirty two. and the ratings from coast to coast one of the abc guys told me it was just fantastic so it happened on tv
1: all right <laughs> fair, fair enough fair enough what was um playing like bear bryant like was he was, what made him such a great coach and and, and a legend uh, after after he retired
3: well coach bryant you know when you played for him and particularly playing quarterback for him, uh, the plan, the schooling, the detail, you know, everything was all worked out, planned out, schemed out. And so we were a well-coached team. Now, we didn't win every game. Sometimes we would come up against teams that were bigger and stronger. Alabama was a little bit, I think, a little late getting to the bigger and stronger game with players like, you know, John Hanna. Uh, but there was no question that we were a well-coached team and, and a well-schemed team. So I took that to the NFL with me, and, and that always paid out very well or played out in the NFL very well because, you know, the, there was nobody bigger, stronger, faster in the NFL. Then it came down to what's between your ears and how do you plan and execute.
1: When you were a rookie, you came in and played for the Packers or, or drafted by the Packers, and you ended up playing um, – A lot of games in 1972, uh, the year you guys made made the playoffs and won won a division title, Uh, and Bart Bart Star was there. He was your teammate, correct?
3: Well, Bart played in the 71 season, was having shoulder trouble. I started about half the season. He started about half the season. He came back for training camp in 72, but just the shoulder wouldn't come around, so he retired. So, thankfully, Dan Devine, the head coach, asked Bart to stay as the quarterback coach and play caller. So I was basically just a, a extension of Bard Starr on the field, and it worked out great. Uh, we went wound up winning the NFC uh, NFC Central Division at that time. The Central Division uh, won the division with you know ten win season. So it was a magic year.
1: Yeah. Why didn't it carry over to 73 for you? And in, in terms of, uh, you know, I know you, you, there were three, three two guys you were competing for, and it didn't seem like the, that the magic from 1972 carried over to 73 for both you and the Packers. What, what do you think was missing?
3: Well, you know, a lot of us players, and uh, we've said they were on that 72 team. We've questioned the same thing as you, what, what happened? And there were a lot of things that went on with coach Devine and, the coaching staff and changes and all, and of course don't want to blame them, but it just didn't, it just didn't gel in 73 like it did in 72. As Coach Bryant used to say, you know, you've got to be, the team has got to almost be bigger than itself and play that way. And the team in 72 did that. The team in 72 just didn't do that.
1: Yeah, it's it's really strange from team sports how from one year to the next. They, it can just be totally different. Uh, yeah. Either the team psyche or, or something happens or they get complacent or it's just it's just different Sport Team sports is very
3: different sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and, and you never know. You got to play every game like it's your last because it might be your last. So I think that's the way. We sort of approached the 72 season as hey, we got to play this season like it's the last season we'll ever play in the NFL. And guys did, from rookies up to two year guys like myself to guys like Dave Robinson, who had been at Green Bay for many championships, and and Ray Nitschke. So it worked out well for that in that respect as a
1: as a pro, who did you enjoy throwing the ball to? Is there was there a receiver that, that you really clicked with or a, a tight end that you really clicked with?
3: Yeah, I really clicked with the one that was open. <laughs> Whoever <laughs> got open, that was my favorite receiver, right? My, my first my rookie year, Bob Snelker, who'd been a New York giant back in the day when the Giants were great, was the passing game coach and offensive coordinator. And and when I was a rookie, I said something to him in training camp. I said, Bob, what about getting the ball to this guy and that guy this many times, that many times? And he looked at me and said, Scott, you read the coverage and throw to the open receiver. And then we won't have any problem on Monday when we watch the film. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's a simple game right just throw exactly it receiver. said
3: like that i get it
1: <laughs> that, that that's that's very funny yeah uh, do you have uh is it, did you have a rivalry with any team that you enjoyed beating or, or or maybe you went against former uh college teammates or high school teammates somebody that you really enjoy, enjoyed uh, well yeah,
3: obviously if you play with the Green Bay packers the the rival you are obviously um, The Chicago Bears, obviously, the Bears-Packers rivalry, I think is the oldest in the NFL. So that obviously was uh, a signature game for me as a rookie standing there in Chicago and old soldier field and watching the Bears come on the field and say, wow, you know, I've really arrived now. I am going to be the quarterback, the starting quarterback for the Packers against the Chicago Bears. And uh, so obviously the Vikings were the team, though, that you had to beat. Uh, To win that division, the Lions were sort of up and down. Greg Landry was a good quarterback and all, but but the team to beat uh, obviously was the Vikings.
1: Yeah, did, did were they a tough defense to go up against with, with the Purple People leaders?
3: Uh, uh, yeah, Alan Page and the rest. Yeah, they, they 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 were a heck of a defense.
1: You know what? I heard Tom Brady get interviewed about a year ago, and he he mentioned he, he mentioned his, the the biggest hit that he ever took, and he just he he, he just it just gives him nightmares. Is there is there a hit you took as a quarterback that that kind of jumps jumps into your subconscious every <laughs> once in a while?
3: Yeah, it was my fault. <laughs> what happened? I, we were playing the Bears in Chicago, this 72, second year, and uh, everybody was covering like a third and six. I started scrambling around to the left and I saw Carol Dale chicken fighting with the Chicago Bear cornerback. And I thought, I saw the yard marker. And I thought, I can make it to a, the yard marker. And so I turned up instead of running, typically running out of bounds. And I did. All I saw in my right, eye corner of my right eye was a blue midnight shadow coming hard, low, and fast. And the next thing I knew, I woke up on the bench with the trainer, you know, waving that magic <laughs> stuff under your nose. I said, oh my gosh, was I knocked out? And he said, yeah. I said did I miss a, a place? And no, you missed a series. Wow. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Who Butkus hit you? But knocked me out.
1: Ah. So, well that, that's the, a that's a badge of honor to, to take with you,
3: I well, would think. We had played at Lake Geneva in the, in the summertime in a charity golf tournament. Bears and Packers had played, and he and I were teamed in the same force. I mean, it kind of struck it up, kind of struck a friendship as well as we could. And, and he liked Coach Bryant, so that kind of he knew uh, if I'd played for Coach Bryant, I was okay. So he came over to the after the game. We won the game. Jerry Taggy came in, did a good job, and won the game. But Dick came over, stuck his hand out, said, Scott. Next time, get out of
0: bounds.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you played in an era
1: when it was a running game, right? A lot of, you know, you played it with a lot of great running backs and I guess a lot of great running backs. Do you think if you had come into the NFL in 1995 instead of 1971, you would have had a different career?
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, In fact, uh, I've often thought the the game, the passing game, like Drew Drew Brees and and Rodgers and all, you know, the short passing game where you're throwing, you know, quick, accurate throws. I was very good at that. Um, and we, but we didn't do that much of that in that era. You know, you threw the ball 15 to 25 yards downfield yep. and you didn't throw the five, six, eight yard, 10 yard slants, quick outs, and that sort of thing. And so consequently, the passing game changed and I was a very accurate short passer at that. So I would have, I would have really liked it. They're played in that system.
1: You played with uh, with uh, four different teams. Was there any one system that really was conducive, better conducive to your um, your game? Is there there a a, a a place where you you thought you were set up to succeed?
3: Well, uh, obviously, at Green Bay uh, was you know Bart that second year and what we did throwing the football there and effectively so forth. When you but. You know, it boils down to this. When you have the running game like we had, you're you're gonna be successful throwing the ball because nobody can go back and and load the wagon on, on we against your receivers and your passing game and all, because when you had John Brockington and MacArthur Lane behind you, yeah. you know, you had to pretty you had to play it pretty straight. So I had a lot of single and one on one coverage to throw against.
1: We're speaking with Scott Hunter. Scott Hunter played uh 8 seasons in the NFL from the Green Bay Packers, Buffalo Bills, Atlanta Falcons and Detroit Lions from 1971 to 1979. He broke or tied 15 University of Alabama records from 1968 to 1970. He is a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame and one of your um records just re- recently got broken and you were in the stands to see it. That must was it strange yeah. for to to see um uh uh, Bryce Young, break your 52 year old record for passing uh, over 484 yards in a game?
3: Well, I, as I said, one of the sports writers called me. I said, 52 years? It was about time someone broke it. <laughs> 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 but I had been an honorary captain for that game against Arkansas and Tuscaloosa. I'd been an honorary captain and down on the field. And so constantly came up and Sitting there, and the fellow sitting behind was a friend, and he's kind of monitoring what's going on. I'm just watching play to play on how it's going with Alabama and Arkansas. He said, "You know, if Bryce throws for 40 or 50 more yards, he's broken your record uh, against all." Did Auburn you realize back-
1: it was? Did you realize it was still standing
3: at all those all those years? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Stun- from time to time, somebody would get close, but they never did you know, get over the 484 yards, whatever it was. And so he said, if this game continues like it is, stay in close game and Bryce stays in the game, he's like, well, going to break your record. And lo and behold, he did. What were the circumstances
1: for you leaving Green Bay? Because it was kind of uh, right around the time of the player, player strike, correct?
3: Right. We had a player strike in 74, you know, to, uh, remember the, the our so-called, I guess you'd say, term for it was no, no freedom, no football. And I felt like the team and a lot of the other players felt like we all needed to stay together and stay out. And Coach Devine wanted us to come in, and I told Coach Devine when he asked me, I said, it's be- I'd call Coach Bryant in Tuscaloosa to get his opinion on what we should do. And he said, well, Scott, we're the offensive linemen. And I said, Coach, they're walking the picket lines with signs. He said, well, you better be out there with them. Yeah because so, if you're not they're not going to protect you right Exactly so anyway coach mine didn't particularly like that comment I made and uh so you know we so he wound up trading me and thinking he was going to get the team to come in but they you know they they held out so that that strike that was kind of a rough time um and but some some coaches like you know Bud uh, Bud over at uh, Minnesota played it well told the team stay out don't come in until it's over and uh, some didn't play up so well head you coaches. know what
1: it's i don't think the players today understand um what you guys did to lay the foundation to so how much the, the game has grown and you know i talked to a lot of former players that, from your your era and, and they to a man uh you know are proud of what you guys did in terms of build, helping build the nfl but i don't know if the players today understand that would you agree
3: well, uh, what we were asking for was free agency, and as you know, it later came, and baseball it came too. So that was the only only way for a player to to market his skills after your contract was over. Uh, was say with the team you're on, if you you didn't have free agency, you just belonged to the team you were on, but. You know, if you could go to another team and they would pay you more money, then obviously that's what happened with the NFL. And It hadn't ruined the NFL. It's still a fine sport. It's Great football. And um, it's just a the chance for the players to get more of the pie.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. All right. The one thing I have to ask you, because I don't know how you got your wife to sign off on this. How did you get your wife to sign off you to become a pilot? My wife would not in one (laughs) second
3: (laughs) allow me to do that. (laughs) Well, I I was an Air Force ROTC in Alabama. In case I didn't make it in the NFL, I was going to to (laughs) take that commission and go fly jets. Anyway, so I'd always had aviation in my background and so forth. So I snuck out to the Green Bay Airport without her knowing and started taking lessons. And I soloed, I think, before I told her.
1: (laughs) <laughs> does she get out does she get in the plane with you now?
3: Oh yeah, we we went over to Savannah a couple of months ago for our teenage son's parties for graduation and all and see right. the eagles uh, and so forth. So yeah, she flies.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to my my family gave me and uh, my birthday was last week they gave me a trip to Savannah in October. So we've never been. So we're all going oh, down right. as a family. So what well, where should I go? What's what's the restaurant I should hit up?
3: Oh, hit them all right along the river there. Restaurants galore. The hotels go up on top of the the bar on top of the roof and look at all that ship traffic going up and down the Savannah River. It's a magic city. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, are you surprised that people – I uh, still want your autograph. You haven't played in what fifty years, right? And, and, and uh, you know, I sent you a card, and you you, you signed it for me, th- and I really appreciate it. Are you surprised that pe- people still are, are requesting your autographs with the mail and and uh, at, at different events?
3: Well, I think uh, going back to what we said earlier, Wikipedia and, and the internet has helped that. You know, for years, uh, the only people people that wanted my card, the only person that wanted my card autograph was my son Jamie, and he was. <laughs> He would run off to his friends and traded trade two or three of my cards for a Bo Jackson card. So that's about the only uh, business of my card there was for years and years. But I noticed about 20, 20 so years ago, I started getting cards in the mail for, and people asked me to sign them and all. And of course, you know, now that they know your address and they can go to the internet and so forth and find you, that's I, hardly a day goes by that I don't get a. Uh, envelope with cards in it, or request to sign cards.
1: It d- is, does that give you a nice feeling that, that fans still recognize you and still remember you and, and still want your autograph?
3: Well, I, I think that um, what I found in the NFL film, NFL fans are are all like elephants. They don't forget anything. I mean, all of them, both the ones that don't like you, but or the ones that do like you. I was going up in the stands at Green Bay back in 2008 or so at the uh, at the alumni weekend, and I, I was going to go up there and get Jamie. He had flown up there and he wanted to go on the sideline. and John Brockett, and my teammate, had given me his pass, so I'm coming down, and the fan yelled, "Hey, Hunter! Hey, Hunter! Hey, how are you?" And he says, you know, I was sitting right here in 1972 <laughs> when you threw that interception, and Paul Krause picked it off and ran it in for a touchdown, and we got beat 24 to 21. thanks for reminding me about
1: that one buddy
3: (laughs) man y'all don't forget anything do you
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's fine were you a card collector as a kid did you collect cards or
3: or anything? not uh, you know baseball cards a little bit i still wish i had them i had the mickey mantles and the willie mays but you know nothing you know like card kids and and card card collectors do today
1: do you have a favorite card to sign or a favorite picture that people uh, have sent you to sign
3: Oh, well, of course, the Green Bay rookie card and then my second year card. Uh, you know, I get a lot of those and Atlanta Falcon cards and so forth. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I get.
1: Did you um, have any keep any memorabilia from your playing days? Did you keep helmets or, or jerseys or game balls from your playing days?
3: I had my helmet for years. And the last I saw of it was right around Halloween and Jamie Hunter was going up the driveway with it clunk 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 and I never saw it come back oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lamp stand lamp stand now with Green Bay Packer lamp stand
1: <laughs> somewhere that's, that's funny how about game shirts did you keep
3: any game game jerseys no I didn't yeah all the, I had a practice jersey here and again you know, stuff you kind of wear out and run yeah. around but but the Packers are nice when you go up there for the, the alumni weekends they they have a jersey for you to wear and so I've got two or three of those. And they're just like the ones we wore back in 72. How about
1: any game balls or autographed team balls or anything like that from, from your playing days?
3: Well, I got pictures, you know, that, uh, some of the teammates like John Brockington signed a picture and so forth, that sort of thing. Uh, but not, not a lot of paraphernalia except for pictures.
1: Okay. In- interesting. Did you, you know what I always ask, ask former players, did you ever go into a a grocery store or supermarket and buy a couple packs of cards to see if you could get your own card when you were playing?
3: You know, I never did that. Somebody, James you guys, said, I, I think I've only hey. had like
1: one or two people tell me that they've done that. That would have been the first thing I would have ever done. I would be like, "Give me a box of cards so I can get so I can
3: get my own card." Dad, <laughs> Jamie would say, "Dad, why don't you get a bunch of cards?" I Didn't even think about it. You know, I know it's, it's really run. it was.
1: It was a different time. Did did you um get do, you know Did you get any autographs? I try to get any autographs from any of your um your your opponents. You know, you played against such great guys. Your teammates with OJ Simpson, and uh, you know, played with such such great players. Did you get any auto, uh, autographs from any of those guys?
3: You know, that's one of the things I I I've kind of blame myself for. Over the years, I I'm standing there with Roger Maris and and uh, Mickey Mantle. Together. I'm sorry, yep. Roger Maris and Henry Aaron playing a charity golf tournament in Atlanta. I'm standing there talking, and you know, those charity golf tournaments, they all get jammed up and they're slow. And I'm talking to him for about five minutes, and I thought, and there was a cameraman there. I said, and I didn't get a picture with Roger Maris and Henry and Hank Aaron. You know, that's mentality. Yeah, and Neil Armstrong and all these other guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we played out there down at the uh, the country club or the club down here south of me and you know i never thought about getting a picture with armstrong we you know never even occurred yeah it's just it's just
1: a fun, funny time because you were kind of in the middle of it i know after you um retired you ended up being a sportscaster for for a couple decades right well yeah yeah did you, yeah. Did, did you um what well, what did what did you like about being a sportscaster? And did that did you think that kept you in the game and, and it kept you t- tied to what was going on in, in, on the field? Yeah,
3: I, I had no no idea that sportscasting would come along after I got in the NFL came back to Mobile area and thought, well, I'll go into coaching or uh, college or, or NFL coaching or something in like that. And the CBS affiliate here, at Mobile, uh, the owner asked me to come in because their guy was retiring and and see if I could do it and I'd, did and wound up staying in the business for 20 years but i thoroughly enjoyed it you know you are on the other side of the camera instead of answering yeah. the questions you're asking the questions and i knew the questions to ask
1: you know it's funny i like being on this side as opposed to your side i like asking the questions as opposed <laughs> to answering right. the questions. And,
3: and i was on your side i was asking the questions <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that's very funny was speaking with scott hunter scott hunter played eight seasons in the nfl he was uh Alabama. He was drafted in the sixth round of the 1971 draft by the Green Bay Packers. He played for the Packers, the Bills, the Falcons, and the Lions from 1971 to 1979. He was inducted into the
3: Alabama Sports Hall of Fame in 1998. That must have been an honor for you. Oh, certainly. You know, Coach Brian and Coach Jordan were the two of the original members of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. You come through Willie Mays and all those kind of players that Willie was from Birmingham. That was the reason he was inducted, Bart Starr, and on and on and on. Alabama has a rich sports history, not just of football players, but baseball, NASCAR drivers, you name it. Do you have a favorite
1: moment? We talked about college. Do you have a favorite moment in the NFL, a favorite game that you played in? Is there the one game that was a favorite moment for you in the NFL?
3: Yeah, I think uh, that the second – Viking game in seventy two in Minneapolis, the old stadium, the vet, uh-huh. the old vet out yeah. you know outside, and it was four below zero at kickoff, and it went down from there. So I think somebody said it was the second coldest game ever played in, in the NFL, behind the Packers and the Cowboys Ice Bowl. But anyway, we were down seven to nothing at halftime, came back and won the game twenty three to seven, and clinched that game. That win allowed us to clinch the Central Division Championship. So. Yeah, That was, uh, that was quite a memory
1: for, for a boy from the South. You went to green Bay and Buffalo and you had to wait <laughs> to get to Atlanta to get some warm weather. It's uh, I I I'm a Boston guy and I hate the cold. I, I would have stuck. I would have said, I would have said Miami, can you, can you sign me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's a little different when you live in Wisconsin and, and grow into it as, as the, You know, as it comes along in August, September, you know, October, it's another thing to fly up there from New Orleans or Miami and play when it's about 20 degrees. Well,
1: Scott Hunter, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. It was a thrill to meet you and talk a little uh, college football, a little professional football, and and an autograph signing. Do you go to many? Um autograph events nowadays in terms of going to uh card shows or, or uh re- you, you know, you mentioned you go to Green Bay for some reunions. Do you have any much dealings with fans in, in autograph shows or uh, Yeah,
3: events? the Packers are really good with their alumni? They have us back up there. And so uh, about every second or third year I'll go back up there and they'll lay it all out, the autographs and, and so forth. And Packer fans are like the one I said, they don't forget anything, good or bad. Yep. Do you keep in
1: touch with any of your former teammates, either college or, or pro?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, mostly, a lot of the Green Bay Packer players, uh, we were emailing the, the other day. We, we lost John Brockington March 31st. John passed away. And, but, you know, that group of Packer players has stayed together and, and communicating and all. So we stay in touch
1: that's very nice. So thank you again, Scott Hunter. Thank you very much. And please stay safe when you're flying. I know you went and got your, your physical and they gave you the go ahead again. So (laughs) stay stay (laughs) (laughs) safe when you're flying. and, And I really appreciate your time today.
3: All right. Thanks for the call. Enjoyed it. Okay. Thank you. I did too. Sure. Scott was very good. He was, he was a very a great signer. He signed a card for me. sent my
1: 73 tops for me really quick. And uh, I, that's how I had sent out a request to be on the show. And he was very nice, so cordial. And uh, it was a little tough getting him to nail down because he's a busy man. He, he actually flies planes he, oh, you know, wow. as a hobby. And he's, he's just, he's very active even at his age. So it was, it was great to uh, sit down and talk to him. So I hopefully enjoyed my interview with Scott Hunter. All right, that wraps that up. Next up is Collector's Corner.
0: And now it's time for Collector's Corner. Let's hear from our collector this week.
1: This segment is sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Check out the new Collects Marketplace to sell and buy cards. Turn the hobby into your side hustle today. Well, collectors corner, we talked to collectors. This week we talked to Greg Bates. Greg Bates is a collector as well as he writes um articles for sports collectors' digest. He's a freelance writer. He had he's a Right, right, also a cyclist for sports collective as well as a freelance writer for uh, does covers the Green Bay Packers. So, we talked to Greg about uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and also about what's going on in the hobby and what his plans are for the Nationals. So, please enjoy my interview with uh, freelance writer Greg Bates. All right, guys, we have a great guest today. We have Greg Bates. Greg is a national freelance journalist, he is from Green Bay. He is the an editor at large at Sports Collectors Digest, he's written written a ton of stories for Sports Collectors Digest, and we're going to talk to him a little about Green Bay Packers, a little about the hobby, and in the upcoming National uh, coming up next week. So, welcome, Greg.
4: Thanks, Jeff. It's good to be back on.
1: Uh, I, I love talk. I love talking to you. You are you're always been a great guest. Um, let's talk Packers, okay? Because I know that's that, that's your heart, right? That, that that goes right to the heart of, of what what you love. Um, first. Aaron Rodgers is going to New York. Uh, Did you have much interaction with Rodgers? And do you think he's going to be able to withstand the scrutiny of the New York press?
4: Yeah, I would be in on some press conferences with him, like in his locker room, every once in a while. Um, He was—he's an interesting guy. He's—I would say I've—you know—I've talked to hundreds of professional athletes over the years with doing stuff for the Associated Press for Packers games and stuff. And I would say he's the most calculated guy. I've ever talked to. I mean, he knows exactly what he's saying when he says it, you know, so with uh, the whole COVID stuff with him, you know, not getting shot and using words to to mask that and all yep. that. I mean, he knows exactly what he's saying. This guy is sharp as a tack. Um, you know, he never really got grilled, grilled here in Green Bay. I mean, p- you hear about the media and it's soft and everything like that, you know, and everybody always compares it to the New York media. Oh, how's such and such going to do with the New York media? Well, boom, there he is, you know, and, and Favre Rogers' predecessor went there and, you know, Favre did probably okay, but you know, Favre's, you know, the, the Mississippi guy who's just going to say whatever's on his mind and he doesn't – I mean, he's totally opposite of what Rodgers is when Rodgers knows everything he's going to say and Favre just is off the cuff. So I think Favre did okay. You know, I think Rodgers will – he'll do fine. You know, he'll manage whomever. If, if there's some tough questions, you know, he'll answer it or he'll get by. And I, I think he'll be okay. It'll be an interesting situation. Um, you know, I think he's probably already faced it here for – a number of weeks and stuff just on questions to be answered and everything else. So I think he'll be fine. Um, My one Roger story is uh, kind of funny. It was his, it was between the summer when he was taken over in 2008 and Favre had gone out to New York. Well, Favre wasn't out to New York yet, I don't think, but you know, Favre announces retirement and then, you know, double back. And he's like, well, I don't know if I'm done yet. (laughs) And then there was that whole uncertainty and, you know, they they all do that. Don't they? Yeah. (laughs) So then it was going into year four for Rogers and, you know, okay, he's the starter now. Well, with, with media, they always have the starting quarterback for any NFL team has their handler or whatever for, you know, public relations. So I was in the locker room one day. I was only, this is, you know, this probably I'd been in the locker room, I don't know, six times maybe close to a dozen at that point. I was pretty early on, you know, covering some Packer stuff in 08 and I didn't know much about the rules. And he had a you know PR guy standing over by him as locker and he probably just jumped out of the shower or whatever. was getting all set. So give him a little bit of room and I kind of walked over him. He was putting his shoes on or socks on or something. And I'm like, Hey, are you, hey Aaron, are you talking today? And he looks at me, he goes, no. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. I'm like, he's like, I'm like, oh, that's, that's too bad. I wanted to talk about Favre and he goes, oh, and he lets out this big groan. (laughs) So my boss at the time who I was really good friends with, he um, he's like, oh my God, you just pissed off Rogers. (laughs) So, you know, people in the locker room going, oh no, all this stuff. So, you know, everything was fine, but it was just kind of like, you know, he started to, you know, that's when he uh, became Aaron Rodgers 15 years ago. And, you know, you don't talk to Rogers unless it's Wednesday afternoon. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you, you were, you use the word interesting and I think that's best describes him. Right. He's an interesting fellow. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Do, do yeah. you think um, love is ready to step in physically and emotionally uh, to be the starter of the team? Isn't that the million dollar question, Jeff? I know I'm asking you, you, you know, these guys.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um. From what I've heard, you know, from a couple of the players I haven't seen firsthand. I haven't been to any practices yet, but I mean, he's impressing his guys, but it's always, you know, are they buttering him up? Are they, you know, just behind him, just because of whatever, you know, everything that's been said, they, you know, Jair Alexander said, you know, he's ready and he's going to be a great quarterback and all that, but you know, he he never showed too much in his opportunities when he was in there. Yeah, Um,
1: I agree. I, 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 he's
4: kind of a, Vanilla, right? You don't know much about him. He is. Oh yeah, that's yeah. It'll be interesting, you know. I don't know what he'll get for you know preseason reps and stuff like that. If they're going to keep him under wraps just to you know get him ready for week one, and then just boom, you know. Coach Lafleur has always said, "Hey, he's ready," and obviously they think he's ready. If they're going to get rid of a you know one of the best quarterbacks of all time, you know, back-to-back MVP winner, yeah. You know, if they're just going to get rid of him you know, tail end of his career, but, you know, at partially at the height of his career here. So they think highly of him. And I don't think, you know, the, the Packers GM and everybody else would just let Rogers go if they didn't think love was ready.
1: It's going to be interesting.
4: Is hard knocks going to be the number one rated show in green Bay this year? Oh, I bet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. I haven't seen too much on it, but I know Roger said we got forced into it, basically. So, um, yeah, yeah well, they, be... they were actually talking the Patriots at one point, but
1: Belichick kind of put the kibosh on it. Okay.
4: Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he interacts with other players and stuff like that. You know, I think uh, there's always been talk that. Oh, you know, Rogers doesn't interact with some of these young guys and whatnot. So that'll be interesting to see that behind the scenes, everything, if Rogers is going to, you know, do a whole 180 and, you know, show that he can get along with and talk to, you know, these youngsters and stuff like that. Or is he going to really show, you know, what some of these locker room guys have said in the past that they don't really, he doesn't really mingle with guys who are, you know, not, you know, uh, veterans and everything like that.
1: Yeah. And I think the jets try to insulate him right by bringing in some of his guys. So there, there will be a few of the few of his guys, uh, in the room, so to speak.
4: Yeah. I mean, he took what, six of them or something like that. I mean, that's a good number. Yeah. Mason Crosby might be next. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I don't know. He's a free agent. We'll see. Okay. I don't, I don't know if
1: I'd want him on my team. He, he, he gives me an ulcer.
4: Yeah, (laughs) this is true.
1: Hey, um, we are at, Let's talk a little hobby. Uh, we are yeah. at kind of a crossroads of our hobby, I think. Uh, we have all this, you know, fanatics coming in, panini going out type of thing. And, uh, you know, fanatics just made a huge announcement that they're going to start a uh, uh, doing their own shows, promoting their own shows. And it just, um, you know, things keep changing on a dime. Every, you know, every week there's something new. Uh, do you think when, when, when the dust settles in, in, you know, two years,
4: are we going to like what our hobby has become? That's a good question. You know, you hear a lot about monopoly and monopolizing and then there, you know, Ruben's coming in and sweeping up everything. He's, he's saying he's doing what he kind of had said initially when he came in, you know, he's going to take this, he's going to do that. Um, you know, what's next for fanatics. Is it, you know, get a grading company, start your own grading company. You know, it's going to be a one shop stop shop with fanatics, if you like it or not. And I think a lot of the hobby doesn't like it, you know, and they're just bullying themselves around. And yeah, like you would mentioned, you know, the, they're going to be doing their own card shows now and with exclusive signings and everything like that. That's huge. Yeah. I saw somebody on Twitter say, um, you know, what's next? Could they buy the national? And then what does that do? I talked to. Um, the owner founder of onyx cards which is they have pa um license but they can't do you know mlb and, and nfl yeah. and stuff like that but they put out really good products i've known him for a long time and you know we kind of talked a little bit and it's interesting with non licensed you know card companies and stuff like that because they you know what if they buy the national they're not going to want fanatics isn't going to want their competition there I mean, this yeah, is sure. this is gonna whole change the whole landscape of things if you know things go probably the way that Ruben wants to. And yeah, who knows what we're gonna look like in two years because, like you said, it's a liquid situation here. It seems like constantly they're buying something, they're doing something, you know. Um, fanatics live is coming as well, where they're gonna yeah. do breaking and everything. I mean, they are literally gonna be a one stop shop and it, you can't slow that down, I guess, you know, they put out the whole, I wrote a story on their, you know, the rules that they sent out to hobby shop owners. And I talked to a number of them and there was, you know, it's mostly good comments, I guess, from the hobby shop owners, um, saying that, you know, upper deck sometimes dictates how, you know, what you can do with their products and stuff and, and how it's showed off and all that. And, you know, it's branding. It certainly is. And they fanatics does a really good job. Um, but I think yeah, it's it's a tense time in the hobby. And Yeah, I mean when they try to control um,
1: the shops' hours and who they can sell to, and uh, you know they want all their records. That
4: that's asking a lot. Yeah, especially you know, from from you know I talked to independent some independent business. Right, I talked to some, a couple of these shop owners who've been at it for forty years, and they're like you know, I'm not going to go buy, you know, something to keep track of my records and stuff like that. That's, that's not me, you know, it's, it's pencil and paper. Like it was in, you know, early eighties and stuff. They're keeping track that way. You know, I talked to a shop owner too down in Florida and he just started out about uh, 18 months ago or something. And uh, yeah, he's worried about, you know, dictating the hours of his shop because he said fanatics didn't take into account the demographics when they did this. You know, he's in the community where church is important. He's not going to open at 10 a.m. on a Sunday because he knows Sunday, right. he's going to come. He's and it's he's 12 to five on Sundays. He's like, I'm not going to stay open till seven because I know these kids are probably doing their last minute homework stuff for Monday morning. So he's like, I, you know, I can tack on a couple hours on a Sunday to, you know, get what Fanatic says I have to have per week. I can't remember if it's 42 hours. I can't remember exactly what it is. He's like, I can tack on a couple hours Sunday or I have to tack on another hour, you know, during the week. And that takes away from family time and everything else because it's him and his wife and a young kid, you know, who are kind of doing it. So, yeah, it's just
1: it's really interesting to see them kind of flexing their muscle. And I think, you know, they have the good intentions at the end to grow our hobby, which is, is I think everyone is for. It's just how many Toes they step on, and how many eggs they break before uh, we get to the end result. You know when, when, and when that end result comes because you know they went out and bought PWCC, and, and you know you've been around long enough. PWCC does not has not had the best reputation in in our in the hobby, and yet they didn't they didn't blink twice to 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 take out up the a company like that with, with not the greatest reputation. Right.
4: Yeah, and I talked to off the record. I talked to couple PWCC guys and this was right after it happened I said is this good for you guys and they're like oh yeah this is good for us oh yeah it's great for
1: them it's fantastic for them yeah you, you did You did a story on Rob Go uh, for the Memphis What's Collector's Digest he, he of course made three huge purchases of jerseys the Gretzky uh, was a uh, one of his final jerseys the kobe jersey uh, which was a, a playoff jersey and then the will chamberlain rookie jersey which is unbelievable to be able to go and buy those three things um not him specifically but do you think it's good for the hobby to have a a hobby whale out there that that, that is scooping up so many of the 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 key items in the hobby you know just one person or, or two people kind of controlling those all that stuff
4: not only did he buy those 3, he bought them within what 6 days. Yeah. I mean that's
1: a I don't lot know of money. Rob,
4: I don't know Rob from Adam and and, I, and I'm not
1: um saying Rob is a bad guy cuz I don't I've never <laughs> spoken to the guy, but yeah, I'm, just say, I'm just saying. I'm just saying from a conceptual conceptual standpoint, you know what I mean?
4: Mhm. Yeah, I mean three things in the grand scheme of things aren't going to be, you know, that impactful, I guess. You know, you're going to get some guys who are swooping in buying this and that, but I think there's plenty out there for everybody else. I don't think it's a bad thing for the hobby. Um, you know, he, he's a nice guy when I've talked to him a number of times um, seems respectful, certainly to the hobby um, is not necessarily in it, you know, for the money per se. I don't think, I mean, he, he seems like more of a collector than an investor Yeah. in my opinion, just talking to him. And obviously that's a good thing for the hobby with, with so many investors quote unquote you know jumping into the game the last 3 years here so um guys like him i don't think people have to be worried about um yeah i, I think it's okay for this
1: All right cool um we have got the Nationals starting in a couple days actually on wednesday uh i know you wrote a, a a long piece for the magazine can you you um give us kind of a look ahead of what you think's gonna, what you think we're going to see at the national some some of the uh some of the, the previews that you've heard from companies out there and um, what what you think might be the buzz of the national this year. I mean, last year it was certainly the Mickey Mantle card. Everyone was buzzing about the Mickey Mantle card in the Heritage Booth. Um, do, you, is, do you have a, any foreshadowing of, of what we can expect to see in Chicago in a
4: couple of days? There's not going to be a big Mickey Mantle-type card this year. That's the thing. I talked to Derek Grady a while ago from Heritage. Yeah, I had him on the show last week. Yeah. So Derek, you know, told he probably told you the same thing. He said, we raised the bar. <laughs> we had a $10 million card. You know, how do we match that or do better? Can we do that? So, um, you know, obviously the national is going to be huge regardless. It doesn't need a card to attract everyone. Um, you know, this could, they always say, you know, 1991 Anaheim was the landmark was the, the top one. And I was, at,
1: I was at that show.
4: What do you think then? was not know. i don't know, I, 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 don't know. <laughs> I you know what
1: because it, it it's such every time there's announcement i'm i'm taken back you know fanatics decides that they want to do their own shows like i didn't see that coming i you know yeah. when i i didn't see uh how big breakers have been become you know i i've seen you know you go to the the national last year and geez the breaker booths were were there was so much buzz going on and there was it made made a lot of impression on me that I want, breakers is a really uh important part of our hobby and that you know you don't when when, when you're not out when you're not out in the field so to speak you're, and you're you're just kind of sitting it sitting in, in your office most of the time you, you don't get a sense that so you got to go out and do, do these shows
4: so I, i'm really interested to see yeah. what see what's gonna what's gonna be at the national this and this week and I talked to a number of um, folks in the industry, Dr. Beckett, um, Jeff Rosenberg of TriStar and everything. Yep. And it, this is, you know, John Brogy's last year as the show promoter. He's been doing it since 2006. Um, and in the last few years, I mean, they've, we've put out really big numbers and they think that this is his swan song and this is going to be the biggest year, um, which it could be. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. I think, it's bigger this year. It's almost 600,000 square feet that they have. I think John thought it was going to be, you know, the biggest ever. Um, we've expanded a little bit. We had some more corporate areas and stuff. Dealer booths were sold out, you know, at the end of the show last year, just like it's been for a number of years here. I mean, the interest level is as high as it's ever been. Um, you know, vintage of course, is going to be hot. You're going to, you know, mantles are going to be hot tank Aaron, rookies Clemente, Kofax, everybody like that. I mean, vintage has stayed hot as you know, you know, modern ultra modern is certainly taking a dip. Um, the, the folks I've talked to have said places that have, you know, boxes and boxes and boxes of ultra modern modern are probably going to go for dirt cheap because there's just so much of it. Um, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, it's going to be a good buzz. You know, this is every other year here. It happens in Chicago and we're back here. People love it. It's a great atmosphere. Yeah. Um, in and out for everybody, you know, traveling. Uh, It's a great. I, I really,
1: I really enjoyed the national last year, but I, I did not like Atlantic
4: City at all. It was, I hope we never go back there. Honestly. You're in the majority. Yeah. Jeff and I, the SCD editor had some some interesting uh, things happen outside our hotel room. We were like less than a mile away. You know, it, it got shady for sure.
1: Yeah. It's tough. I know my, my wife and, and, and daughter were down on the boardwalk and, you know, there was a lot of bad stuff going down, on down there and the police just were looking the other way. They, if you saw a police officer, they were looking the other way. So it's, wow. it's, a, it's a scary place now. Yeah. It's too bad. Um, well, what are you personally looking uh to purchase of the national from a collecting standpoint, are you uh, what are you working on right now? What what what's your your your, your big uh, thing that you're you're going for
4: at the show? I'm gonna give it away, huh? Um, I think the 52 Bowman mantle is undervalued. Okay. I want to get a a you know three ish something like that. I really like the s. I'd never bought an SGC card. Okay. But that thing looks extremely nice in the tuxedo, you know, and it's, it's, they're tougher graders, I think on some of these, you know, PSA threes you Finish see yourself. compared to SGC threes on that 52. So I've been looking at that for a while, um, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, do I find a, a better price than on eBay? Yeah. You we, know, won't we'll be, we'll, we won't tell your wife. We'll be, we won't tell you, wife. You can go ahead and do it. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of, you know, I buy a one big car last year was the last day. And I had, I'm like, all right, I brought two grand and I hadn't bought anything. It'd been, we have been doing stories all the time. And just, so I got a chance to walk around and I'm like, I saw a trout um, update and it was, oh, did you get it? I did. And I think it was 1950. Okay. And so I paid 1750 in cash. Now that's, you know, they've dropped a little bit, but I'm like, Raw yeah, it
1: was, was it? Raw like, it was graded.
4: It was great. PSA ten. PSA ten. Yep. And there's no, lots that's great. There was four, five thousand of them, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's there's okay. a number of them, lose. but it's it's not like you're not going to
1: lose money on that in the long run.
4: No, it's not like a you know a Dirk, you know where there's twenty thousand Prism tens or something like that. And there's like five thousand ish PSA 10 So you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to pull the trigger. You know, big card. I'm not really a you know, small card, buy it here, buy it there. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the mantle, I really like the 56 too, but like it's the 52 is almost, I, I really like it as a collector, but also it's, you know, a little bit investment, I guess as well.
1: I think that 56 card, a beautiful card though. I I love it. I, I think that's a great card. You yep. know, you've been, you've been uh, in the hobby for a long time. Is there anyone that you'd like to interview that
4: you haven't interviewed hobby related? That I'd like to interview, yeah.
3: Um, I'd like to get Ken Kendrick's on the phone. Okay, talk about his collection. I mean, that's the one that really jumps in my mind. Yeah,
1: it, won't you? Won't you love to go up to his office and just see see yeah. <laughs> all of this
4: stuff? Well, I just saw Jim Ursay had a story on. I think it's on ESPN. I actually emailed myself. I was doing something today and I just saw it pop Darren Ravel had it on Twitter and I sent it to myself I'm like, all right, I got to read this this weekend about his like billion dollar collection. So you yeah, don't say, like Ursay
1: cause he calls them the new England pa-
4: pa- Patriots. What is
1: he's calling them, the Patriots? He never, <laughs> he never pronounces it right, but he purposely doesn't pronounce it right. Right.
4: Right. So yeah, you don't, you know, you don't think of Ursay as, as the Ken Kendricks, but he must be the Ken Kendricks of football. That's for sure. So which these owners Ray- are you can't ever you know how to you can't ever get a hold of these owners though. No, I know. I tried uh, that's the toughest part. I tried when um Mark Antonasio, the Brewers owner, had bought a um first Jackie Robinson ticket and I think it was the highest graded. This was like I think it was right when COVID happened. Um and I tried I reached out to the Brewers and You know everything, and they're like, "Nope, he's not interested in talking." You know all this.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they're just so insulated, and they're at at a totally different level than than you and I. So they they don't need they don't need us. They don't (laughs) know
4: us, Jeff. We're
1: not. They don't need us, Greg. They (laughs) they don't need us. (laughs) Yeah we speak with Greg Bates. Greg is a nationally free, freelance journalist from Green Bay. He covers the Green Bay Packers uh, on a freelance basis. He also is the editor-at-large at Sports Collectors Digest. You can go to sportscollectorsdigest.com, put in his name, Greg Bates, B-A-T-E-S, and you can see all uh, his articles. Uh, he's written articles recently on John Brogy, who is the national show manager show manager uh, the new fanatics rules for card store rob go who purchased these the the three jerseys that we talked about uh you interviewed jeff wilson and nate turner so you, you you got a lot of the bases covered in terms of the hobby uh and then you did it you just did a uh a preview of the national that that should be up uh as we speak right
4: yeah and and jeff the editor told me this is probably going to be the biggest scd um publication ever. Cause he said, this is awesome with the national coverage that we got between what I wrote. Um, I'll have a number of stories in there and I know, you know, some of the other guys, Larry and, and Ross, and some of these other guys who've been doing it for years have some stories in there too. So the coverage will be awesome. People will be able to pick up copies last year. They picked them up at Kevin Savage's booth. He's yeah. one of the big advertisers for SCD. So if you swing by Kevin's booth, he should have a stack there as well. Um, you know, people who get SCD in the mail, they should get it a couple days beforehand. Um, but if you want to pick up a free copy, yeah, run over to Kevin's. I would imagine it's the same setup as last year.
1: Yeah. Make sure you check out my article as well. I had an article on Les Wolf. So in this, in the issue with, with you guys. So
4: there we go. <laughs> even more, even more interest to grab it.
1: There you go. We got it. We got it all covered. All right, my friend. Uh,
4: anything you'd like to add before I let you go? I don't, I don't, I don't want to make sure I didn't miss anything for you. No, it'll be good to see you. It'll be good to see everybody at the show, like usual. You know, you hear people are like, "What are they looking forward to at the show?" And a lot of people are like, "To see my friends, or to meet, you know, people that I see once a year at the show, or that I follow on Twitter and have never met." It's yeah. That- well, I mean, we're, we're coming off of we're coming off of
1: COVID last year, and uh, you know, COVID was still prevalent because I know a lot of people got COVID at the show. So, mm-hmm. I hopefully this year we don't have any of those pause and any any hurdles to to worry about and it it runs smoothly i I, i'm a you know uh chicago is a great place for the show there's great restaurants it's it's a nice safe area where the show is uh we'll have tons of there's so many people signing autographs are you an
4: autograph guy are you you getting any autographs at the show i'm not i i was an autograph guy when i was little but i i primarily kind of go backstage and like I'll, i'll interview some of these guys or you know try to talk to a few of them but yeah, it's interesting to see who really attracts the crowds and who doesn't.
1: I, I think Kareem's going to be the big one this year. I think, yeah, a lot of people are going to be after uh, to see Kareem because he hasn't been. At, I don't think he's been at a national in a while.
4: That's a big get. Yeah, I remember um, Mariano Rivera. What was that? Three, four years ago? How big yeah. that was?
1: Yeah, a couple years ago. So,
4: yeah.
0: All
1: right, my friend. We will see you in Chicago. Safe travels. I appreciate your time and, and be stay safe. Okay. You too, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. All right, thanks, Frank. You're welcome. You too. Buying and selling sports cards has never been easier thanks to the free Collect app. With a million collectors on the app, you can find just about anything. Build your PC, sell off your cards for top dollar, trade up to get your Grail card. Are you new to the app? Don't worry about it. There's an option to check out with credit card, generate shipping and tracking, and use promo credits towards deals. Download Collects, that's Collects, C-O-L-L-X, for free on the App Store or Google Play. Drew, we, we bumped into Greg last year at the National. We spent a little time with him and, and Jeff, and uh, really a great guy. He really uh, has his finger on the pulse of, of the hobby and uh, one, one of the great, good writers in, in our hobby. And it was fun to talk to him about um, some, of, some of his plans. So hopefully you enjoyed my interview with Greg Bates from Sports Collector's Digest. Next up is
0: making Making the grade. grade. Making the grade is sponsored by certified sports guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. The Certified Collectibles Group is playing to win. CGC Trading Cards and CSG are combining into CGC Cards, solidifying its position as one of the world's largest and most prominent card grading services. With the merger, collectors get a number of upgrades, including the option to submit without a paid membership, a Gem Mint 10 grading scale, a sleek new label, a simplified submission process, and prices you are going to love. Grade all your cards with CGC Cards and visit cgccards.com today.
2: Making the grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. And Drew, we have some grading numbers to report. We do indeed. Numbers from the uh, second week of July are all in. July 10th through the 16th. And a nice bounce back for all the companies there, of course, now that the uh, 4th of July weekend is a week holiday. There you go. Is not uh, affecting their numbers. So, PSA, a 39% increase from that week, 249,100 cards getting graded by them. SGC, a 6% increase. They were the only one to increase both uh, weeks there. 25,200 cards that they had go through their offices. Beckett, up 45%, 14,100 cards graded by them. And CGC, a 33% increase, 8,100 cards graded by them.
1: And speaking of CJC, CGC will be at the National, guys. They're going to have a lot of stuff, a lot of fun things at the National. They are also accepting grade cards to get graded as low as 20 bucks, which is a pretty good deal. So if you're going to the National, you want to get some cards graded, they're 20 bucks a piece. They also have all sorts of cool games that they're going to have, uh, Skee-Ball and I think uh, Pac-Man, all sorts of other cool stuff. They can win prizes and and win um Win discounts and stuff like that. So make sure you stop at gc gc's booth at the national. I know Drew and I were at the CG CGC booth last year. We did some broadcasting, and this year their the booth is gonna be even uh, bigger and better. So make sure you stop by CGC's booth.
2: Yeah, they had some really cool stuff last year that that basketball game. And it sounds like this is gonna even top that. So uh definitely I would kind of wish I could go and check it out there, but hey, report back, let us know how it looks. Sounds pretty cool.
1: I know, Drew. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get some swag for us, all right? Some CGC yes, swag sir. because because we all our all our stuff is uh, CSG, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love that hat. Now it's like, I all right, give me a sharpie so I can you know change the logo on there or something. I know like my
1: that. wife loves the sweatshirt. They have great sweatshirts, so we're gonna have to get some CGC uh, CGC stuff uh, to to get back up up to snuff. All right. Yes. All right, see. Drew. Well, we have uh, time for the big three.
0: This week's big... big three is brought to you by Gemrate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at gemrate.com.
1: free Three is from our friends at gemrate, gemrate.com. Of course, they have all the statistics for all your grade, the grading uh, companies out there. And what they do is they, they have created a custom. This is a custom, uh, statistics that you're only going to find here at TT, TTM cast. Uh, they, this, we do this every week. We, we do the big three, the three, uh, risers and three droppers the in terms of uh individual players who who've uh grading has have risen and dropped over the week so this week we had three um great risers. we had Corbin Carroll who I loved Or with boy he, he was good at the in the at the all-star game right yep. he was he was up 91 percent and um drew the top 10 risers all, uh for baseball we're all baseball this week in, in and uh, uh, LA LA de, de la Cruz and, and uh Jackson Curio, who's up 54%, and then we had Nicola uh Jokic, who was up 43%, so lots of good uh movement on these guys. I think all three good guys, right? Drew, the, those are uh three big movers. And when we see guys that are moving, they're moving for a reason that they, their, card, their cards are hot. So three guys that uh, of course, their cards are hot, and then LA de la Cruz. Whose card has been on fire lately. So
2: that that that's kind of cool. Drew, who were the, the, the bottom three? Who were the, the bottom three, the droppers? Well, the good news with the bottom three is that these three guys didn't drop a whole ton, at least. So that's uh, that's good on them. But top uh, the bottom three, uh got Jason Tatum, a nine percent drop in his uh grading numbers here this week. Not really that much, fortunately, just a small uh, blip on the radar screen there. Uh Peyton Manning, a 16% drop. Not sure why. I guess it kind of happens occasionally with these veteran guys where you see a guy end up in the top three for some random reason and ends up in the bottom three a little later. And Wander Franco, an 18% decrease in his grading numbers here this week, but he's another guy that's bound to have his kind of ups and downs there a bit. And we've seen him on that big three before and uh, at the top three there a few times.
1: Yeah, the shine's kind of come off that apple, right? With think a little bit, Yeah. It's yep. too bad. I, I really like him. Well, guys, thank you that from our friends at Jeremy. Thank you, uh, Ryan and the boys. So Thank you for providing the numbers. We will not have a big three next week. No big three next week. So we'll maybe we'll do maybe we'll do two weeks, a big three when I get back from the, sh- the show. All okay. right. All right. So we will not have big threes next week. But uh, I want to thank our friends at Jeremy for providing that. All right, Drew, I think that closes up making the grade and the big three. Next up is TTM Cast Stamp of Approval.
0: I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM Cast stamp of approval.
1: Well, stamp of approval is just that it's something that we put our stamp on, guys. We the stuff that we love in terms of collecting, stuff that we love in terms of TV and movies. Uh sometimes it's music, sometimes it's just things that we really like. And this week, Drew and I both have food. We must be yeah. hungry. We must Drew, we must be hungry.
2: A <laughs> little bit. Yeah. So I've uh, I got mine when I walked in the kitchen earlier today. I was sitting there thinking, what am I going to do for this? And I see it sitting there. I'm like, ah, there's our winner. All right, then
1: you want me to do mine first. You want to do yours? Go for it. Go ahead and start this one. Off. Okay. So mine is a new England company. It's called Peggy lot. And they're they're They make cookies. They make these, um, like, I don't know how big are the cookies drew? Cause you've seen them. They're about the size of a, a cookie. They're a big, they're a cookie, not a yeah. little cookie. They're a good size cookie. Right. And uh, they come in packs of three. And you get them for about I don't know fifty cents a piece, right? That they, they get uh, sometimes they're three for a dollar, and uh, they make the best cookies. They have peanut butter cookies and they have oatmeal cookies, but I like the chocolate chip cookie. I'm a big fan oh, of the laden chocolate chip cookie. Did you did you ever have them while you were
2: here in uh, New England? I don't think I did. I've I've, I've seen them around in places before, but I don't think I ever had them.
1: Yeah, point. they're all they're all you know it's a very much a New England thing, but you can get them online that you can, I just, I just checked, you can get them online, Peggy Lawton, it's P-E-G-G-I-E Lawton, L-A-W-T-O-N, and the, the, they're great cookies, you can get, I think, get 12 packs of cookies you can buy, Uh they're very inexpensive, and they're so good, and the best thing is, they, they kind of have like a little salt, they're, they're salty a little, and they're okay. sweet, and they're just, I've been eating them since I was a little kid, and I, I just, every time I go to the supermarket, I pick up, I, I get three packs of them, it's All just right. like, so if my wife, wa- sometimes my wife get, gets them for me, but I, I'm a, I'm like a little kid when we're when we're at the supermarket. I, they always have me at the checkout, and I always throw them in the throw them in the in the uh, in the line to in the carriage. <laughs> so that is my TTM cash stamp approval. It is the Peggy Lawton cookies. Uh, I recommend them. Go check them out. You can get them online. I know Walmart has them here locally. Uh, they're all they're in supermarkets all over the place here in New England. They're at a Walpole, Mass. Uh, and uh, go check them out because I know you can get them. But you can get a 12 pack of Peggy Lawton cookies, which is there's three cookies in a pack, so that it, it's well worth it. Um, the, they're great. Uh, you know, you sit in there and it's 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 eight o'clock at night and you're watching TV. You just want to have a little snack, but you don't. You don't want to stuff yourself. It's a nice little snack for you, and then it's also. I always like them with my lunch. It's a good. Nice. It's a good snack for lunch. So that's my stamp of approval. Peggy Laden chocolate chip cookies. Give them a try. Nice.
2: You're up. All right. My yes, my stamp of approval for the week is also, as we said, food related as well. Bought this stuff a couple weeks ago, and I happen to see it in the kitchen. I'm like, ah, there we go. That's our uh, stamp for the week, and it is uh, Pop and Cream from Fort Worth, Texas. They are a uh, popcorn company, mostly they serve uh, in their of, They've got uh, popcorn, which they do a whole crap load of flavors. Is the only way to describe it there, you name the flavor. They probably got it in there. But uh, what did I get last time? We got some cheddar and sour cream. They also just plain cheddar. They've got double cheddar. They've got like Chicago do they, have a, do they have a hot one. Oh, yeah. They've got like a jalapeno ranch. They've got a, a spicy cheddar. They've got a buffalo flavor. We got a liver. Um, can you order them? You know, I'm not sure, but you might be able to. I bet if you Google Pop and Cream Fort Worth, you could find out and see if they uh, if they do. But they've got uh, like you've got your sh- basic Chicago style, which is of course you know the uh, caramel corn and uh, cheddar mixed uh, together. You got both uh both flavors in one bag there. I tried for the first time a Chicago Fire, which is the spicy cheddar and uh, caramel corn together. Quite good. Nice. They've got dill pickle ones. They do a fried pickle, which is I think it's a mix of the dill pickle ranch and uh jalapeno ranch all mixed together. So, and it tastes exactly like a fried pickle. If you like fried pickles as much as I do, you will love that one. So definitely get that one. They've got kettle corn, your standard butter. They've got a couple other blends and stuff. They've got several sweet varieties. They actually do one that I think has like, uh it's like chocolate drizzled and also has like a uh, crushed up Butterfinger on it as well. they have got different oh, wow. candy ones. All right, like Drew, that.
1: right? When, when we come out next summer for the All-Star Game, mm-hmm. we got to go there and you got to take me to the taco place. Those are the two places you got to take me.
2: Oh, I've got a whole list of places we'll have to hit up. I mean, there's, there's like, there's a taco place, there's a torta place, there's the uh, there's the pop and cream, there's barbecue stuff. Oh, yeah, there, we're, you're going to put on, very. I'm going to well. put on 15 pounds hanging around with you for four days. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, I've hit that weight right now where it's like I eat whatever I want, and it kind of just like stays right in this area, which is not good. It's still like well above two bills, so it's like, I mean doesn't matter if I skip lunch tomorrow I'm still gonna be fighting heavyweight anyway so (laughs) but yeah pop and cream in Fort Worth Texas you go in the store they've got ice cream there as well they've got like it's like a candy store they've got several uh like rare sodas and everything regional sodas and such but the biggest thing there is the popcorn I love it I've got a bag and a half still sitting in the kitchen right now from when I went a couple weeks ago I I can't believe I haven't killed those off yet I think that's probably going to happen in the next couple days but yeah pop and cream Fort Worth Texas if you're in Fort Worth check it out if you're not in Fort Worth Check online, see if they deliver. They're good.
1: All right, thank you. That was TTM Cast Stamp approval, and Drew and I never disappoint when it comes to food. We we are yes. big we are big foodies. All right, yes. buddy, thank you. Next up, we're gonna go do uh, the Vern Rat Minute. The Vern Rattman is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rapp, who passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request. And we do this as a service to our fellow TTMers to let people know who passed away in the world of sports and celebrities so they're not embarrassed like I was. Sending out a TTM request to someone who passed. uh, We lost a bunch of people this week. We lost Larry Yellen. Larry Yellen pitched for the Houston Colt 45s. Remember them, Drew? Oh, yeah. they They were before the Astros in 1963. He pitched 14 games. He was a pitcher. Uh, he was a pretty good TTM or last TTM in May of 2023.
2: Larry Yellen, he was 80 years old. He shares his rookie card in 1964 tops with Jerry Grody. That's nice. nice. Yep. Uh, we also lost Dedrick Willoughby this week. Basketball player went to the University of New Orleans, eventually ended up with the Chicago Bulls in the 99 2000 season, played 25 games with them. Uh, Dedrick Willoughby, not a TTMer, he was 49 years old.
1: All right, Drew, we lost Jesse Hickman. Do you know what Jesse Hickman's middle name was? I don't. Jesse Owens Hickman. Oh, nice. There you go. (laughs) He was a pitcher for the Kansas City A's from 1965 and 1966. He pitched in uh, 13 games. His record was 0 one he gave up a home run to Dick Raditz, who was a All-Star closer for the Red Sox back in the uh, in the sixties. And he gave up a home run to Dick Raditz in the eleventh inning. He took a five to three loss. It was Raddatz's only career home run. Uh, Jesse Hickman last pitched uh, last TTM, I should say, in two thousand twenty. He was eighty three years
2: old. Uh, we lost a uh, Bob Roudman this week. He played. With the Cubs in 1966 and 1967, he played 16 games as an outfielder. And I think I misspoke. That I think I said we lost him this week, but he actually died back in 2020. But somehow we did not get any news of yeah, this he, until now, three years later.
1: Yeah, it never posted. No, it, wow. it you know it just kind of fell through the cracks. So we we anytime we hear it, we like to report. And I don't I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, I think it was our TTM Todd, who was one, who, who uh, I interviewed and will be on the show uh, in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. He got a um, TTM request that the guy died, and it was Ron Bryan. Remember Ron Bryan who pitched for the uh, oh, yeah. San Francisco uh, Giants? Well, mm-hmm. we think he sent it to the wrong Ron Bryan. Okay. So we th- we still think Ron Bryan is still with us. So, yeah, I'll we'll have to check on that. Wow. So I, he, it was, he posted it the other day, and then I saw this morning that someone said, no, that's, he's still alive. So, according to
2: Wikipedia, it says Ronald Raymond Bryant is a former Major League Baseball pitcher. So he's still alive, according to Wikipedia.
1: Yeah. So he he got, he got, but he got a, a message from the woman's, Ron Bryant, the woman's wife, that said he's he passed. So he must have sent to the wrong Ron Bryant. So that yeah. happens. Well, we lost Bob Harrison. Bob Harrison was a pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles in 1955 and 1956. He pitched in two games one game of 55 at the end of the year and one game of 56 at the end of the year. Guys, he made it to the major leagues for two games. Yeah. He was a pretty good t-t-m-er. TTM. He last ttm in 2022. Bob Harrison was 92 years old.
2: Uh, We lost Ed Bressoud this week. He was a shortstop for a number of years. From 1956 to 67, so that's what, 11-12 solid uh, seasons there in the majors. Played with the Giants, the Red Sox, the Mets, and the Cardinals, and was an all-star in 1964. Also part of the World Series-winning Cardinals squad in 1967. Excellent TTMer as well. I got him at least once that I know of. He last yeah. signed in May of 2023. Ed Pursued, 91 years old. Yeah, I think he was a member of the Red Sox in 64 when he was on the All Star team. Yeah. So we
1: lost Lou Morrison. Drew, do you remember Lou? He played for the uh, Flyers, the Flames, the Capitals, and the Penguins from 1969 to 1978. He was a right winger. He played 564 games in, in the NHL. He was a really good TTM. He T- TTM in 2022. Lou Morrison was 75 years old.
2: Uh, we lost Mike Hoban this week. He was a, uh offensive lineman, played guard at University of Michigan and later with the Chicago Bears in 1974. After his uh, brief NFL career, he went to the Chicago wind of the WFL in 1975. So two seasons, two different Chicago teams. He was not known to be a TTMer. Mike Hoban was 71 years old.
1: We lost Billy McMillan. Billy McMillan played for the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Atlanta Flames and the Islanders, New York Islanders from 1970 to 1977. He was kind of a forward and, you know, he was one of those, I don't know third or four guys, right? Mm-hmm. And then he actually went into coaching. He was head coach for the uh, Colorado Rockies in 1980. He became he was a general manager with them. He also coached with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, he last C.T.M. in 2005.
2: Billy McMillan was 80 years old. I think he followed Don Cherry as coach of the Rockies. I know so he was a coach out there right around that time.
1: Yeah, I remember him as a coach. I, I, yeah. I don't recall him as a play a player. Do you? And because he played for no, I couldn't really years. tell you much
2: about him there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think he was kind of one of those up and down guys. You know.
2: Uh, we lost. Uh, you may have heard just today, actually, uh, Tony Bennett died. A uh, great singer, legendary crooner, uh, saying, "I left my heart in San Francisco," it was probably his best known song. Also made a an appearance on The Simpsons, singing the Capital City. Uh, Song yep. on there as well for any Simpsons fans around 19, I want to say 93 or so that would have been. Uh, Tony Bennett was 96 years old. And, and finally, we lost Miller Farr. Miller Farr was a cornerback. He played
1: for a number of teams, including the Chargers, the Oilers, the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the Lions from 1965 to 1973. He was a three-time AFL All-Star. In 1968, he led the AFL in interception, t- interception touchdown Interception wow. touchdowns. He's a pretty good player. He last TTM'd in 2019. Miller Farr was 80 years old. Well, Drew, that wraps up our um, Fern Wrap Minute. Our sympathy and condolences go to anyone who had a loss this week, and uh, we are sorry for your loss. Next up, we'll do a little TTM Returns.
0: Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM Returns.
1: Drew, so this week was a weird week for both of us. I think we had we we've, we've had so much success the last like month, month and a half, um, and this week kind of slowed down. I think I had I had um one or two going in today, and then I got I got two today. Uh, just a kind of a slow week, and I know you only you only got one return. You want you want to do your return, and then I'll take mine.
2: Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll go with mine here real quick. I actually mentioned it on our uh, Tuesday show this past week. And that was that I got Mike Haynes back. He is, of course, a uh, Hall of Fame defensive back played with the Patriots and the Raiders. And that's a set hit for me, fortunately. I'm doing the uh, 1991 Pro Set art cards there. So that's all the, uh, the Hall of Fame guys, the all pros and the legends. Haynes was mentioned among the legends in uh, that set. Uh, took about a one-month turnaround to his home address out in San Diego. $5 fee for him, but uh, for a one-month turnaround and a Hall of Famer, that is not bad at all not
1: bad so i i had a few returns this week and i had um one of them's kind of ha- heartwarming i had uh vance johnson who was he was a, a play for the uh the denver broncos wide receiver and i got him on a 86 tops card and it took a couple months to co- come back i know he's a pretty he's a recovering uh addict yes so he, he's actually he's uh
2: he, he currently has a <laughs> uh business dedicated to helping out uh, people get uh, cleaned up and everything so he's gotten into the uh Helping on the recovery side of everything there, too. Yeah, he's
1: a, he's a pretty good guy, so we got that. Uh, for my 1973 Tops, I got Don Holtz, who played for the Eagles. He took a, about three weeks' to return. And I got Doug Dressler, who was a running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, it was really sad. I was sitting at um, dinner, I don't know, about a week ago, and I picked up the phone, and it was Doug's wife. And oh, Doug, wow. Doug is, is ill, and she, she was uh, – she was just really beside herself. And, uh, she said, you know, Doug signed your card, but I'm sorry, you can't be on the the show. And I I really apologize. And we're having a tough time. And uh, I am surprised he even signed my card, honestly, Drew, but it was, you know, sometimes you got to remember that these guys are older guys, right? They're, they're in their, their seventies and early eighties now. And, you know, they're, they have health issues like you and I, and, um, you, sometimes you forget because the, you know you you see them and their cards and they're twenty years old or twenty five years old. Nice. You know, <laughs> like yep. these, these guys aren't young, and you got to remember that sometimes. You know, yeah, yeah. So and then I got um I got two return two returns from Mark Mosley today. Mark Mosley was at the National, if you remember, and mm-hmm. last year and I had got a picture with him and he signed a eight by ten of him and I, and he also signed his eighty six tops card for me. So that yes. one took whatever a year. I sent out right after the national and I just got it back today. So uh, just about a year to come back, but he did get it. And then I got two returns from Don Carmen. Don Carmen pitched uh, in the 80s. I got his 87 tops and 88 tops and 86 tops. He signed three for me. So I got three cards back from Don Carmen. Don Carmen uh, is, uh, you know, he he was, he had a couple of good years uh, as the Phillies, right? He was a pretty good pitcher for the Phillies for a couple of years. And it was, uh, I would say that was probably, two months to come back on that one so I got a bunch I sent out I think I sent out 13 or 14 um the beginning of the week and then I just did remember we were on Tuesday we were talking about um doing the broins. so I have yeah. I have I have uh eight or nine broins ready to go out so I just have to I just have to put them in envelopes and they're ready yes. to go so you know you got to keep writing that's the only way they get your returns right true
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got my pile right here that I need to start working on. And a couple others I was thinking just the other day. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to make sure I get that one in my next batch there. But yeah, I just got to put the pen to the paper and buy the stamps and I will be good to go. But hey, at least I know who I'm going to send to. So I've got that uh, got that part knocked out at least. Yep. Make sure you
1: follow. I do a weekly article on Sports Collectors uh, daily. Um, usually post on like Tuesday or Wednesday and I usually post a lot most a lot of my returns there so make sure you check out my weekly article in Sports Collectors Daily and Drew follow Drew on social media you can follow me on social media as well I do a lot of posting of my successes there so we, uh, Drew and I love doing TTMs we love getting returns but you got to write if you don't yep. write you don't get returns <laughs> All right Drew that wraps up returns um want to put a bow on this thing we will wrap it up yep and this is how it ends think so all right guys we want to thank you guys let's first thank the listeners Drew, because they yes, hang around right two hour two hours is a lot to ask and we hopefully you appreciate uh us as much as we appreciate you we drew and i love doing the show we love talking about cards and collecting and uh, everything about it and we really have fun doing it so i want to first thank scott hunter from the university of alabama in the nfl he was a a great guest i want to thank greg bates from sports collectors digest freelance writer he also covers the green bay packers we're going to see greg next week at the national I want to thank uh, one of our sponsors, Ted Mann. Ted Mann was on this past Wednesday talking about the new marketplace. So Make sure you sign up for uh, send in a request for $10 coupon from um, Flex. And Drew, we've been getting a lot of people sending in requests. So we're, we're doing our job. Good. And you guys, yes. you guys are, keep doing your job. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank Ezra Levine. Ezra Levine will be on this Tuesday night, uh, or, or, or first thing Wednesday morning. Well, you can check it out. Uh, he was that he was the CEO of Collectibles. Now he is the CEO of a new company called Mascot. It is a um, inventory management software, and not it's not for uh, store inventory management. It's for us, our collectors' inventory management. And I've been looking, you know, I've been doing my inventory by hand, so I'm looking forward to using that in inventory on my, my collectibles, which really is in dire need. So that is, uh, I want to thank Ezra Levine. That will be coming up this Wednesday. Remember, guys, no show next Saturday. There will be no show next Saturday, okay? So there's no show next Saturday, but we'll we'll come back full strength the following Wednesday, and then we'll be back the following Tuesday. We do two shows every week on Wednesday and on Saturday, right? But next next week, no show because we I will be at the national. You can follow me on Twitter. At TTM Cast or or Cast TTM, I'm Cast TTM on Twitter and TTM Cast on other uh, social media. I'll be posting some of my stuff at the National. Hopefully, we'll bumping into some listeners, right, and uh, get some autographs, some pictures, some autograph people will get an autograph from. We'll have a, a prom a picture for, with Les in Les's booth. We'll see Clemente at the show, and everyone else we'll see. We'll see the guys from from um, SGC, uh, CG, see I do that all the time cgc and we'll see uh you know all the guys from cgc and we're looking forward to seeing all our friends at the national so a lot of stuff going on just follow me on social media drew anything else you want to add before i let you go
2: no just hey go have fun at the national there let us know how it goes i mean i'll be here at home and uh if you come across anything I need, let me know. I'll 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 PayPal you the money or something like. No problem. That. We'll take care of you. All right, buddy. Uh, guys, I wish everyone many
1: happy returns. We will see you on Wednesday. Be good. Stay safe and, and watch out for me on social media. And if you're at the national, stop by and say hello. And uh, hopefully, I can get you a new TTM TTM Cast T-shirt. Be good.